were some old pics of Prairie mixed in with my old kitty pics, and I was like, fuck. She's a cute dog. She's so cute. <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> She's, <laughs> <laughs> She's truly giving, like, I'm so tired. I'm baked as fuck. I got it, hon. Simon, are you ready to start this episode? Oh, is this on? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm here. I'm not. Someone describe clear. what you're wearing. What's going on here? Who are you wearing? Who um, are you wearing? <laughs> you know, I really wanted to get into a comfy space for this one because this is this is gonna be a good one. This one's really important to me. And I honestly can't wait to get started. Um, so yeah, so I wanted to be in a really comfy space. So um and also it was like 62 degrees in my apartment because I am an idiot and just forgot to turn the heat on. Happens to the best of Happens us. Happens to the best of us. Um so I'm wrapped in one of my faux chinchilla blankets right now. You love those things. Sipping an espresso. That is exactly it. I'm real. This is me at my best. Can I just say that there was a moment this last weekend when I was in Austin and mm. the, the hotel I had, I went to one, they, like, I forgot how salesy hotels can be. Like, I never oh, stayed at hotels. Yeah. I never stayed at hotels. Yeah. But it was like the... Last minute booking? No, no, no. We arrived. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it was like everyone else in the in the group did hotels. So it was like, I guess we have to do a hotel. I gotta do a hotel. Which was a smart decision because it was also like, however people many people want to come, mm-hmm. just book a room. You know? Like, yeah. There's, like, you know, with an Airbnb, 12 people, you're like, yeah. gotta find 12 people and no one else can come. Look, here's the thing. Airbnb is a thing. It's have, It had a huge moment. Still is a moment. But let's be real. Like, things are happening with Airbnb. You know, owners are charging people for shit. And it's getting a little fishy. I think hotels will make a comeback. I think hotels will make a comeback. And I think they yeah. are. I think they are making a comeback. I think like, people are starting to go like, okay, wait. There's not there's not much benefit for me doing an Airbnb. Right. And you know what Airbnb doesn't have that hotels have? What? Robes. <sighs> What is more luxurious than going into your hotel room, opening the closet, and seeing that the hotel has provided you a robe to wear? Oh, we had robes. Oh, we had robes. I just... But we didn't, we didn't wear... Like, I don't know about you, but like, I, th- I think that a robe is kind of fun, but at it the same is. time, it's like, when it's really are going imp- it? It's really impractical. It's the idea of it, Aaron. That's what's that, that so you can attractive. have one. You, you put it on for a minute for a yes, quick photo, and wow, you could I just feel so on. fucking rich. That's but, it. Yeah. Okay, so when we arrive, like we arrive four hours early, and mm-hmm. they <laughs> they they're like, we're like, uh, can we check in? Like, yeah. I know it's four hours early, but do you guys have like a room available? Can we just do this? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, do you want like a? An, um, an upgraded room. We have like this, this, um, I mean, we have a, a two queen unit. It was me and a, a friend staying, um, yeah. together in a King. And we were like, yeah, like, why not? Why wouldn't we? Yeah. And he's like, oh, and it's on the corners. So you're going to get lots of like beautiful views. Like oh really God. talked it up and we were like, yeah, yeah. Like Sex sure. in the city. He's like, oh yeah, it'll just be like 50 bucks more a night. And I was like, why didn't you t- ask like that in the beginning? <laughs> so we were immediately like, um, no, I think we're good. And then uh. he's like, what if I got you on a higher floor? And I was like, no, no I like my current price. I currently um, do not want to. And then he had the audacity to be oh like, God. okay, well, um, internet isn't free. <laughs> and <laughs> really rub salt on the wound. Unless, unless you're uh, one of our members, which you'll have to give us your email Jesus for that. Jesus Christ. And I was like, girl, 
well, what fake email can I give you to get this yeah. damn code? Hot slut 69. So I like went through my Rolodex and I was like, here's, here's an email. And then he gives me like a little card and the fucking password is all 2022. It's the same fucking password for everyone. He, wow. I feel like you could have found this on Reddit. You could have found it on Reddit. Like literally there's no, like God. what kind of benefit? And then you, you type it in on the computer and it's like not tied to your email at all. What a fun customer experience. So like the, when I signed up for the internet, the first thing it said, it said was like, please rate your, um, your experience so far with the Fairmont. <laughs> like one and a half. I gave it three and literally the entire That's weekend nice. they were reaching out to me being like, I'm so sorry about your experience. And I was like, I put in the note, I, I wrote a comment. I was like, it felt very salesy. It felt very kind of like bait and switch. It felt yeah. very, all these things. I'm sure I'm going to have a great weekend. But like <laughs> the question asked like so far. Yeah. This is what I this love. Is a so far. This is what I love about you, Aaron. <laughs> like 99% of people in this situation would like feel how you feel and just keep it inside and be like, I'm just like, whatever. And they'd probably eat at them a little bit not Aaron Aaron is gonna provide the feedback but okay so like I think the diff- there's I think it's it's um I would say a 90 me and then a 10 like okay. I'm, I'm I'm in reason sure, yeah the 10% is like the Karens of the world that actually <laughs> expecting like something out of it Aaron just I like to give fearless want- feedback exactly I'm not like I, I they're fearless like what feedback. can we do what can we do to make your experience better and I was like well, nothing I, got, I don't care it's fine <laughs> got a couple ideas I was like literally I have I do not like just stop texting me please wow you know like yeah yeah again even, even you were like this is enough the, fe- okay. the, the feedback I was providing feedback I was not <laughs> expecting an outcome I don't care you know what I mean that's honorable mm-hmm. and that's that's hotels I don't know how we got into hotels um just like we you know we talk about trends yeah, and trends. things like that. We, um, we, we listen to the, the hotels are hot, so naturally that's why we talked about it. No real updates on my end except that I saw West Side Story again. Um, again. I cried at the same moment that I cried the first time. Yep, yep, yep. Um, really such a privilege to see it again, honestly. I noticed things I didn't notice the first time. Mm-hmm. All the mm-hmm. same things mm-hmm. excited me. I Like, legit. Like, oh, and there was a person in the audience right behind me who was projecting everything I was thinking at the same moment that I was thinking it. So was like, it like audible? Was it with words? Yes. Was it, was it, it was like, reactions? it was like, oh my God. Or like, oh, just like really short quips. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking the exact same thing. Like the dance sequence starts, they go, oh yes. And that's exactly and what I was thinking. Hand, you go, we are in this. We are in this together. It was together. such a nice <laughs> moment. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen it, go see it. This podcast is also brought to you by West, West Side Story. Story. Available on Disney Plus and HBO Max on March second. That's right. <laughs> I remember now. It was it was an espresso because the the fucking thing had an espresso. It, uh, it had an espresso machine inside of that's it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm not telling. I'm not kidding mm-hmm. you. I tried to do uh, yeah. see an espresso, send an espresso to send it back to like <laughs> early COVID roots. Oh my god! But that was I such like a moment. It didn't work. Like the recording didn't work. And I was like, I'm not going to make another. Nespresso wow, just for it's this. the thought that counts. But like, you know, I mean, I do miss my Nespresso for the Cien Nespresso, not Cien Nespresso. Well, you know, Aaron, your Nespresso machine is still kicking on, lives on the same floor you do. So if you ever want yeah, one, you just come on over, okay? Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of nostalgia, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, that's kind that of a, a little segue. bit about that's a good segue Aaron. about what we're doing today. Absolutely, we are. We're so, doing like. 
a really important episode. It's it's a really important episode. So when uh, Rochelle was on two weeks ago mm-hmm. for the Mitski episode, Rochelle said two things, and we kind of were like, I guess we're doing those two things. Yeah. <laughs> First was doing a recording together. Yeah. No guests. No guests. Here we are. We did that with did uh, that Kim too. Petras. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was just like kind of an uh, episode to learn more about how we got into music. Exactly. And so we came up with a fun premise of the the five albums that made us. So, mm-hmm. so this just to just to have everyone kind of understand the the boundaries and guidelines of yeah. of like where we're at with this. Yeah, cuz just if you read that on text, you could interpret that a lot of ways. This is not our top 5 favorite albums necessarily. No, this is our not our top 5 Spotify wrapped what albums have you listened to most? It's not that people. What this is is a lot of people or at least for me and I think Simon could probably I think you hopefully landed the exercise mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was there are clear moments in my life yes that musical milestones a certain album was like at the forefront of that part of my life absolutely it marks a period in time and not just that it was it kind of influenced what my taste of music was during mm-hmm. that time period and mm-hmm. kind of like probably shapes what I listen to these days. Yeah, you could say a moment in time that you remember where moving forward, you were listening to things that you weren't even thinking about before. Right, it just kind of added a brand new kind of... Or it made you... you Genre. Yeah, notice things in music that you didn't notice before. So we're going to be going back and forth, starting with the the beginning all the way to kind of more of the, the, the current album. And just walking you through kind of what those albums are and the stories behind them. And maybe just a, a song that we're going to listen to. Um, we'll create a playlist at the end of this episode that we'll, oh, we'll post. okay. Just to make it easy for everyone to follow along and like kind of hear what our tastes evolved that. into. I love that. Um, but it'll be, it'll be a fun uh, way to be able to hear kind of what our musical journey has been. And mm. the influences that have turned us into to where we are now. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Simon, do you want to start with your, kind of your premiere album, the first album that shaped you? I would would love to start. So, first of all, I just want to ask, how was this creative process for you in in making your list? Tell Um, me a little bit about it. Yeah, so uh, for me, there, I definitely still, I can think back to times and I'm like, that is the album that, Mm -hmm. that was my persona at that gotcha. certain time period. That's, that's so you, the music I listened to. You brainstormed moments you could remember like that, maybe cut a few out down to five. Right, yeah. Or in chronological order. I had probably, I, I ended up getting a list of about eight, okay. and I was able to find ways to bring it down. I to had go. about eight too. I would say three honorable mentions. Three honorable mentions yeah. that I feel like kind of were, um, but as I dissected it, I was like, oh, those, these are kind of combined or mm-hmm. it's maybe a mention within, mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily a... I had a couple come up in my mind that were like, yes, that album was really important to me and I listened to it a lot, but it wasn't necessarily new for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that was tough to realize. Like, ugh, can't be on this list. That's another list. That's another list. Yeah. We the if if we end up getting yeah. a lot of good feedback for this episode, we might start to might do, do it more. more often. And for me, the creative process really brought me back to like when I was in college taking like fashion illustration classes. Yeah. All my creative projects followed the same exact timeline. 
it was like panic about it for like six to seven days and not do any actual work. And then, you know, five hours before the project is due, you just pull an all night marathon and get everything onto paper and feel so good. And that's exactly what my list making process was like. I wish that was me in college because for me, oh, it's terrifying. I have, I have zero motivation at the end of the day. None. Like Uh I never, ever, ever want to do homework at night. No. So what I end up having to do is in college, what I had, I I set an alarm for like 3 a.m. Fuck. And I'd go to bed early and I'd wake up at 3 a.m. and I would start working. Do your homework? Wow. To be able to get it like, (laughs) cause I would put out like, put off like a 20 page paper and I'd be like, oh God. Or like, shit, I have a math, I have a huge math exam. Like, guess I'm going to be studying for four hours. You know what I mean? Like, so that, Uh, but the payoff huge the payoff but this one in particular i feel like was easy was breezy Mm -hmm. i didn't even really have to listen to like scroll through my albums and go what could it be it was just like no duh these are the the once once i got started it flowed very naturally (laughs) very very naturally i am very interested to see if we are both landing on the same runway i don't think i feel like we'll have nothing in common well no i'm i'm just wondering like Oh, how are we interpreted? Sure, 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 sure. I think it's going to be exciting. I think we'll be on the same page. Yeah, I, okay. I think. Okay, so first stop in Simon's musical journey. Paint the picture, paint the paint picture. Paint the picture. I'm like preschool, kindergarten maybe. Yeah. Family is gathered in the living room. We have a CD player that, it, it like, you know how there's like a CD player, an amplifier, Two other things you hook up. Oh, it was confusing. And the amount just, of boxes. And just like looking at the amount of technology it required, you would think like, wow, this is probably like serving a lot of functional use. No, that was just to play the album, right? right. That was the time. Right. Um, CDs, right? CDs, CDs yes. Yeah. Um, and add just the cherry on top is like you have those four huge speakers. Oh, yeah. That are so fucking ugly that my mom ingeniously covered in like some fabric and made it service furniture. Oh, we love an icon. Sue is an interior. (laughs) So it's all of us in the living room. We're dancing around to ABBA gold, their greatest hits album. Oh, what an album. It was, it's just such a moment in time for me that brings back such joy. And I associate the word joy with ABBA. So, like, ABBA, the gold album, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a moment that, uh, that you kind of, I mean, I think we, we've talked on the ABBA album, mm-hmm. that, or the ABBA episode, that, that, like, ABBA's been with you since the dawn of time. Absolutely. They, they started off my musical journey, honestly, in a way where I've kind of explored and gone full circle, and I'm back there again right in this moment. Isn't it crazy how that happens? It's nuts. So for me, it was like, okay, Simon, we're going to expose you to like pop music very early. You're going to love it. And your most favorite pop is going to be like disco inspired with like a strong female voice, that kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I associate with ABBA. It makes me think of, um, Mamma Mia. And then that makes me think about like the musicals that I grew up with. Yeah. I love so much. And like any new musical, I have no time for. Isn't that interesting? 
But you do. You like new musicals. I like musicals. Which I respect. And you like musicals in general. And there's some reason for me that the ones during my childhood are like, we stan. Which is why West Side Story, a new version of it, updated 2022, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, 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 I exactly completely agree. Yeah, is there a song from the Abbas Gold album that you feel like <sighs> kind of just rings true for the album? Um, yeah, I would say the song Chikatita kind of encompasses everything I love about Abba. It's like emotional, it can be sad, but at the end of it, you're just so so happy and like piano solo. Okay, we're going to take a quick moment to listen to Simon's pick from the Gold Album by ABBA, and we'll be right back. (sighs) Wow. What a song. I just am so happy every time. Just really gets up there. I can't, I have to say, like, I think we've talked about this, but like, I am so jealous of the, the fact that you and your family enjoyed music together. Yeah. Because that, that like, Mm -hmm. outside of Christmas and listening to like Raffi's Christmas album, like we didn't really, like, I remember distinctly in the car, my mom would be like, do we need to have music playing? <laughs> and I would be like, okay, let me just clarify. There's no conversation happening. Let me clarify. You know? We weren't like the fucking Brady Brunch, like, <laughs> you know, everyone. Why hasn't there been a Brady <laughs> Brunch drag brunch? Did I say Brady brunch. brunch? You said Brady Brunch. Damn it. You know what I mean. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but yeah, like, we weren't like, oh my God, family, let's let's go dance together. But um, <laughs> let's make a family app. It, you know, it was cute. It was very cute. And the fact that you had that sound system, I still even remember with my sound system too, it was like, they still have it. It's five discs that can go in a circle. (laughs) And then there's like a big, huge receiver box and you have to like click all the different input things. It's nuts. And like... And yet my parents can't like turn on the TV. What I will say though is... That's not true. Back in the day, and like those speakers that they bought back then, they were built to last for like... Oh, Forever. Forever. Forever, never, never. Forever. Like, you're never no. doing anything. You buy nope. any... No, never. Mm-mm. Whereas now, it's like, your Sonos, they're like, well... Um, three years, maybe. We're going to have to get you to replace that one. And those are $800. Yeah, it's going to be $800 for this one. Okay. It just is... Kind, it's kind of, like, crazy how back then they kind of were like... I think I think that there must have been a shift in business culture of going 100 we can't produce products that we know are going to last forever nope. we, capitalism we gotta make more money baby that phone has got to break mama mm-hmm. why do you think apple <laughs> doesn't put every fucking feature into their first product why yeah yeah period period point blank period who knows <sighs> capitalism i know so aaron i'm really excited to hear what the first stop in your musical journey is yeah, so I want to give a little bit of, like, kind of pre-read, getting into it, of really setting the scene. Please. So, uh, have mentioned multiple times in the podcast, uh, there's that distinct bus moment where uh, a gal asks me what my favorite Beatles song is, and I go, I don't think I like music. <laughs> I don't think it's my thing. That was second grade. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. that kind of was my mantra all the way until... That was, that was how everyone knew you in elementary school. They're like, that's Aaron. He doesn't like music. He doesn't really... <laughs> not his thing. 
So seventh grade is about, I mean, that's puberty time. Right. And that's also the time where I think, like, I became aware of social hierarchy within, like, school. Mm, really? The different social dynamics and everything oh, else Oh, honey, like I picked that up second grade. Oh, wait, no, mm-mm, no, <laughs> mm-mm, not me. And oh, absolutely. I, well, I think I probably wouldn't have been starting at the bottom had I, like, kind of known what I... What the parameters were. Well, just kind of, like, who I was. I think I went in going, like, sure. I'm new to this school. But you also, in grade. like, your ignorance meant that you didn't have active, like, take this hint, take this hint. You were just living your life. Right. And so what I, what I remember is... Um, Going into seventh grade year, I was like, I am going to make friends and mm-hmm. I am going to climb the social ladder. And and where that started... And boy, did you. And boy, did I. <laughs> I boy, mean. did I. Where that started was... Um, they, like I thought, like, who could I... Whose friend group can I kind of invade? Yeah. Who's, yeah. Who, where can I Where's start? Where's my first stop on this climb? And it was like <laughs> kind of the... The emo goth, um, yes, kind yes, of like stoner. Yes, kids. I know exactly this moment in time, baby. And, and not only did 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 it that line up, at the same time I was watching, like I was like obviously getting very horny and like discovering my sexuality God, at that time. Don't get me started. And there was this TV show called Sm- me. called Smallville. Oh. <laughs> With Tom Welling yeah. as Superman. I'm fucking hot. I'm familiar. Oh, like literally just. Oh. Yeah. And, but like, we could have a discussion about Schwing. that. And if we, whenever we do, it's going to be with uh, Noah Barth because he actually has like the entire <laughs> disc set for all of the fucking Smallville episodes. Oh but there was an episode, I think it was in season four, that um, the song. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. <laughs> Green Day. Was was on this, the album. And this is, and I was like, it was kind of like in like a hornier episode, if you know what 100%. I mean. 100%. And so I was like, what is this? And what then my the brother on the ride home from like a Christmas thing was like, oh, that was Green Day. Do you want to listen? And he pulled out his iPod because it was like a very first iPad with like the, the click scroller thing. And we listened to Boulevard oh, of Broken Dreams. And I was like, I think this could become part of my identity. Absolutely. And so seventh Absolutely. grade, the album American Idiot by Green Day literally started my musical journey. What a wonderful choice. And so we're going to be listening to Boulevard of Broken Dreams to throw it all back. We will be right back. This. This album is probably on a lot of people's musical journeys, I think. I would imagine. It just, I mean, to me, it, from then on out, it was emo rock. Like, the thing was, is like, Hot Fuss also was like right then and there. Right around that time. And Hot Fuss was probably more of like, who I would like kind of held proud as my most musical influence, but I would say that it's definitely more who I am now. (laughs) Like I align way more with the killers than I would say like, like I think part of why this, like, because this album came up in my head and I didn't include it because 
part of me was like, that's like very straight. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. And the killers to me are like gay. But I think I think for me it was. I mean, well, one this album in particular, I I was listening back to it a little bit, and they use faggot all the time. Mm-hmm. It is like mm-hmm. in most songs. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say it's in a negative way. I think it's in like a counterculture kind of way. Yeah, it w- honestly that album is so fascinating because it kind of transcends like the genre space. It transcends like sexuality or ge- like you know gay or straight to right. me. Yeah, like it was huge. Everyone was listening to that album, and to me, it was kind of the first thing that like truly made me go. I'm going to listen to this album. Mm-hmm. Awareness and appreciation of album. Yes. Okay, so Absolutely. Simon, going back to you, okay. you uh, just finished listening to to ABBA, ABBA. With, you, with your family. That's right. Mm-hmm. Where's that next stop that we're heading to? Walk okay. me there. So kind of a similar time period. Um, early on, I remember... Uh, summer vacations, we would like alternate going down to Kansas to visit our family friends or they'd come to us, but really going to Kansas to visit the white family. Um, I know they're interesting, right? <laughs> Colors. <laughs> Colors. <laughs> Colors. Um, so we'd go down to visit them in Kansas. It was like a really nice neighborhood. And there, there was, um, you know, uh, they have a son and a daughter that are like, you know, mixed into our age range. And right. so everyone yeah. was like really good friends. Right. Just pure bliss childhood memory, right? Oh, yeah. So this family, um, the dad, Dave, he Dave. wore the same thing every day. Like a V-neck, white shirt, like kind of shabby. Do you remember V-necks, by the way? Yes. At, the, at that age in particular, like yeah. I remember the lower the V. And like now, yeah. now oh. it's like if you see someone with a V-neck that like Mama, at I was, all. I was never on the trend. Crew for oh. life. Oh, no. I, I was on yeah. the trend. Oh, I had like three or four. Oh. But <laughs> that's another story. And I story. look so bad in them. So I know, I know. Okay. But so, so he was, he wore the same thing every day. Like shabby shorts, kind of a this like shitty V-neck shirt. We stay on that uniform. Yeah. But so he he was a, like a work from home software programmer. So he was like ahead of the game when it came to like high speed internet, D, like DSL, like yeah. that kind of thing. And he like torrented everything. And that was the first time I was like, you can do that? What? And it, I, like when I tell you they had walls dedicated to like the downloaded CDs and movies that he had, walls. Yeah. And so like, music there like it was the first time that I was like there is literally so much to consume like art wise in general like there's so much out there and so one of the albums that I remember he introduced me to which by the way they also got me into video games so they're to blame Backyard Soccer what's Backyard Soccer? what? the Backyard Sports series? you never played? never I'm gonna google we're gonna (laughs) google this after but for me I started with like millions you remember putt putt (laughs) but millions of people listening to this right now were like backyard sports backyard Backyard soccer yeah okay um so one of the albums he introduced me to was Aquarium by Aqua oh and I just have so much to say about this album but this was I didn't have the vocabulary for it at the time so in hindsight, I realize that album just kind of made me realize how gay and campy 
music could be. Because yeah. oh, this, yeah. this was that era where, like, kind of trashy Euro pop was a big thing. Um, like, really bright, bubbly, I mean, Euro pop. So think, like, all these groups were, like, an equal amount boy and girl. The right. choreo was, like, highly robotic. Like, one, two, three. Like, hit oh, yeah. your step. Hit your step. We're yeah. probably lip syncing. And it was so good. Like, oh, think loved. think Venga Boys. Well, think, like, Bye 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 in sync kind of yes, thing. Yes, that kind of thing, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I was thinking, like, Venga Boys, like, the Venga yeah. bus is coming. And <laughs> like, that style yeah. of Europop. Um, and it... It was just like, this can be really cheeky and fun and be like kind of silly. And it was something that like, not until a few years later in my life would I not wanted to have associated with them because it would have looked like, oh, that's gay. You know, that kind of thing. Right. So it was just, it came into my life at the right time. If it had come later, I wouldn't have appreciated it as much. So what age were you? What, what? Oh God, it was like... Is like third or fourth grade, probably. So like you aren't yet privy to those that's the social dynamics of the world of society. What kind of music you're supposed to be listening to? Like expectations of everything, really. Right. Yeah. yeah. Music, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, So yeah, I just I have really fond memories of this. This is why I've been trying to get the vinyl for this album for so long. Update. I haven't heard back from Machina Records. They said they're going to reach out to the post office. Not where where Nooch. are you? Nooch. Anyways, so I would like to listen to a song off the album called Lollipop, parentheses, Candyman. We're going to take a quick listen. So some things I want to point out about this is like this style of music where it's like the lyrics don't matter. It's bubblegum confection. The main package that you're coming for is like the aural and the visual, like just lunacy of it all, I think. Um, So it was just like a really fearless style of pop that I loved so much. Um, and this, by the way, so like late nineties, early two thousands, remember how that was like the peak time for songs that featured like a very overly animated male voice, like a shaggy or, you know, like kind of like punky, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. So like you're, you're currently in fourth grade and I'm seventh grade. I know. As my first album. I, I know. But like. That so it gives you that too, like that, like it's just like kind of a play. It's very dramatic and weird. And right. I love it. I I can it is very fun and it's very like almost you always you always will send the same fucking video. <laughs> um, okay. To to mean it's always random, but of it's course. it's the it's the one girl dancing. <laughs> And it's like a 15 second YouTube clip. Yeah. The freestyle. The freestyle dance moves. <laughs> I'm Rudolph to Bliss, and I'll be your freestyle dance instructor. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> one of the best videos. Very, very that very energy. That. So that energy. That is a very poignant observation. So did, would you say that like you kept Aqua with you? 
or was Aqua kind of discarded at some point? And now I would, you're like, kind yeah, of I haven't been like constantly listening to them, but definitely their influence and style is like remnant in a lot of things that I listen to or appreciate. Um, and now it is kind of full circle. Where's my fucking vinyl? Right, where is it? Where fucking is it? I can't get over the fact that like when we talk about where we're starting, we're starting with so music, different. you were like so different. head on to the gay. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Get me there straight on. Yeah, I've I've said a lot of time my parents' music collection was gay. Mine <laughs> didn't start that way. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I will say that my second album, which I actually just shifted because I think that I digging in deeper, this is probably like a better encapsulation of the moment. But moving on from seventh grade to probably ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a couple years of music down my belt. Yep. Panic at the Disco, All American oh, Rejects, The God, Killers, that... you know, My Chemical Romance, oh, Fallout Boy. And I was, I was thinking, am I destined to yeah. listen to this the rest of my life? Probably. <laughs> but that's that's where um, mm-hmm. the phenomenon of High School Musical oh, came out. My God. And <laughs> yes. In High School Musical, for those that don't know, is a sh- is kind of like a almost a Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, yeah, violent Disney Channel original movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. between the jocks and the, the like the science geeks. Oh God, that old story, you know. Tale as old as time, Beauty and the Beast. Tale as old as time. Um, but I remember it being like such a cultural phenomenon, and I was like, people, you can listen to this and and be part of culture with this. Yeah. What? And so, like, it started with High School Musical, but I wouldn't say kind of the next jump of iteration. It went from High School Musical to the second one to Camp Rock, which kind of got me into boy bands with the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato. Would you say that this kind of kicked off music being, like, musicals being cool again? You know what? Like, we got Glee later down the line. Do you know what got... Okay, so... To land the the album that I think that kind of encapsulates this moment for me in terms of like the next journey of here's where I'm at. Yeah, I be, like I was. Everyone thought that Zac Efron was like the hottest person in the world. Hubba hubba. Third movie, it was like. <laughs> but there was a moment somewhere in the mix of that time period that mm-hmm. he did a different musical that I'm not <laughs> kidding you has literally kind of yeah. stayed with me throughout my life and has kind of made me go, musicals are so fun. They're fun. And it turns out not all musicals are that not fun. Not all musicals. But the musical that I feel like the soundtrack, the CD mm-hmm. for it, um, that really kind of shaped probably the next few years of my life and wow. and has continued with me mm-hmm. is Hairspray. What a good one. Have you seen it? Um, yes. With Nikki Blonsky. Um, uh, hi, this is Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. <laughs> of course. Literally, like, icon. You have John Travolta, and the Turnblad. You ha- it's, it, Christopher Walken's in it. We Amanda love Bynes. Christopher Walken, Amanda Bynes. Oh my God, it, what a cast. I think it was like right before Amanda jumped off the cliff, you know what I mean? It's a good moment in time for her. It really was, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. At the time, definitely didn't understand the premise or, like, of the the, the undertones of, like, racial segregation yeah. and, like, 
all of the whole kind of undertone of that. Right. But I will say, like, the music, I was like, this is so fun. This is so good. And it's all about, like, <laughs> everyone's welcome. Wow, this is so cool. Yeah, yeah. And so I will say that the song that stands out to me as kind of the encapsulation of the Hairspray soundtrack is definitely I Can Hear the Bells. Ah, uh, let's listen. sure hear the bells mm. that's for sure wow that is you know there's nothing quite like uh, a woman in a musical singing about how a guy noticed them honestly at that age for me it was also like the moment of being like oh this larger girl at least in the movie mm-hmm. was able to get this this really attractive guy that everyone's yeah. after. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's not just about how you look. Yeah. Which I think at that age probably like That's a good message. resonated it's a little a, bit with me. It's a very important message. Because I think like I don't know about you, but like middle Disaster. school, high school, oh <laughs> Disaster. It was like Oh my God. Oh my God, Aaron. The fucking Abercrombie, if you weren't wearing Abercrombie or Air American Eagle, Aeropostale was like on the border of like if you were budget, but you also still needed to, like, kind of it look cool. It was kind of poor. It was kind of poor. Yeah. Even though it wasn't, like... I know. <laughs> but that's, like, the literal perception that people had, and what's it so, wasn't. What's so crazy is, like, literally, I think there was, was a There was a, a price point to your coolness. <laughs> really? And then there was, like, the shift, like, literally light switch of... This isn't cool anymore. L- putting labels on shirts and shit this is, is not cool. This is actually not the tea. This is... If you are seen in American Eagle or anything that has oh, like you're that old, liter- come on, are you kidding me? Sorry, I do know it. I think there are plenty of adults still that buy American Eagle jeans. Like I'm very yeah. sure. And there's everyone. They've got a- that flex stretch. It's I'm, really nice. Do you wear American Eagle jeans? <laughs> I had a pair, um, like my senior year of college. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good. Yes, yes. It was a little too much stretch. Like, they needed to reel it in just a, a hair. I love stretchy jeans. Like, I do, too. I really, if I can do a high I, kick mm, in a stretch, like... I haven't worn a stretchy jean in a long time, but I appreciate them. But nowadays, it's like, I can barely move these legs, mama. Well, you know, like, <laughs> I had a I had a pair that up until maybe, like, a year ago um, was, like, one of my favorite pairs of jeans. And it mm-hmm. was... Kind of the same stretch you get with the ABC's uh, uh, Lululemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sure, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're telling me I can wear a pant that looks like a pant that I can wear to work. And I can do a drop split. And I can like do high kicks. Are you Absolutely. fucking kidding me? Fucking kidding me? Pants are drag. Pants are drag? You heard it here. Um, so Simon, mm-hmm. that's a little bit about my, my kind of bringing into musical. That's when you can kind of start to hear the hints of... Mm-hmm. Aaron might be starting to realize he's gay. Fig. Clearly, you're already on the fag journey. I've been there. <laughs> From the womb. I can only imagine <laughs> it gets gayer. Where this one is actually... the next one. This one's actually not as gay. Wow, okay. It's a little bit mask, I'll say. A little mask? A little mask. Um, so, burlesque is burlesque. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. So stop number three in my like music milestone journey here. Um, so this one is less a specific moment in time. It's a, like a range in my life. Um, so think like Simon's Simon's on that computer playing video games. Okay. Yeah, you're. <laughs> he which is, is still part of ever, your current identity. Ever since backyard soccer, you couldn't get him off. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. And always computer. Yes, always computer has been my, that way my whole life. I'm not a console gay. It's no. not my thing. Um, and like video games brought me so much joy. Yeah. So much joy. It was just an escape. Yeah. It was largely why I didn't know what <laughs> depression and anxiety was for a long time <laughs> because mama was hiding behind You're my hiding. PC. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Love my life. Yeah. So at that time, what I loved about PC gaming is like you can do different stuff like while the game is up. Like, you know, I got to Google this. Oh, look in a browser. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. the versatility of a computer. I couldn't figure that out when I was younger. I oh, didn't know the- that. You, and that's because I started when I was like yeah. not walking. Yeah. So I was like very, in, it was very intuitive to me. And yeah. so like part of that is I'd throw on some tunes while I was playing like World of Warcraft or whatever it was. Right. And this is kind of around the time where I discovered what like house music was and like trance music was. Yeah. And that opened up a whole new world of music to me that I had not experienced before. And so think artists like Dead Mouse, like, yeah. um, oh God, I'm like totally blanking. Like, um, sorry, like Tiesto, like Daft Punk, like those people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally this area of my life. So the album I chose to kind of represent this whole period for me is um, Cascade's album Strobe Light Seduction. I have not. I've not heard it. Yeah, but but like what I, I have to say is like you. I feel like what's interesting is I can. I'm looking at the album so far, and I'm mm-hmm. like, all of these totally make sense to, for what Simon is and who right? you are as your type of music. Right. I, I took this assignment very seriously. I feel like you also like landed the like. You were you've been more involved in music and under the nuances of music than I have because I mm. remember back when EDM first kind of hit the scene with like the Dead Mouse of it. Yeah, yeah. I remember the bass droppiness of of Dead Mouse, and I was like, "This is not. This is not for music. me. This is not music. This is. You're <laughs> telling me people like this. This is so unsophisticated. And so for me, it was like, shut it down. <laughs> this isn't music. Like, Look I don't at want us this now. as a part of my life. Oh, yeah. Look at this fucking... I will say that I think that there's a good chunk of EDM that oh, I'm like... Oh, 100%. But that's, that's neither that's here nor there. That's neither here nor there, mama. So what about Cascade's album in particular? Like, what's, what's the vibe that we're walking it's, into here? It's so chill and vibey and romantic Right. And like fucking cool. It's just fucking like it's such a energy for me yeah. more than anything. It's, yeah. Yeah. So I, I that's why I chose that. And a song I really want to listen to with you is called I Remember. And it's by Cascade featuring Dead Mouse. Well, we're going to listen to this double do up. Here we go. Can I just say that reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of um, Rufus the Soul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially at the mm-hmm. end there. I felt like I 
there was the moment of, of feeling like it was kind of like I was going on the same kind of you close your eyes and you are almost in like a race car going like faster than than light through the galaxy yeah. kind of thing. hundred percent. You're in another world, baby. You are just going. And Simon, when we were- And when, nothing else matters. When we were listening to the song, we, we were kind of painting the picture and I was like, I can picture you in a completely <laughs> dark room with yep. only a computer shining on your face. Yep. Check. Way too late, Check. sipping on like a Mountain Dew type situation. Probably a <laughs> monster. A monster situation, playing Check. your game, yep. way, like just living the moment with this in the background mm-hmm. being like, like literally, I could stay up forever. You got everything right. Just add in like my still like one of my best friends and childhood best friends, Ben Korea. Add him like six feet away, social distance. Social distance. Um, both of us playing World of Warcraft and only interacting with each other by like typing in the game. That was such a weird thing, but it was totally a thing. It was totally acceptable. We had so much fun, and we'd go to bed at like six in the morning. I like. The, the the time when you when MMORPGs were at their prime, it mm-hmm. was like, I don't want to talk to you over the phone. <laughs> I don't I don't even want to I don't text need you. to really eat that much no. either. Um, don't disturb. I'm fine. Just mm-hmm. give me some Cheez Its and I will say that's like also like whether it's wow, for me there was this website called Gaia Online. <laughs> and I remember that's like where I first like made community. Yes. You know what I mean? You, I have made, like, friendships that I still have to this day, people I met online. Same. There's like, one of my friends uh, moved, I forget where he lived before, but he lives in Japan now, and he mm-hmm. teaches dance out there. Hell yeah. His name's Dondre. Hey. But we, like, met on Gaia online, and we just became good buddies, and I, like, I remember him and, like, a few others. It also was, like, the first time that I had someone be, like... I lost friends because I came out and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, oh, it was like almost yeah. like I got to do a lot of yeah. empathizing. Yeah. And like, oh, that can happen. Yeah. Got, not, it's not a safe place. No. No, it's no yeah. safe. Yeah. Similarly, I would say this reminds me of a period of time where like, again, didn't really have the vocabulary to know what anxiety and depression was. And like this music with like, paired with, like, the world I was going to in video games were, like, such a safe, joyous place for me. It's very special to me. This is an, a vinyl I would pay a lot of money to own. The cheapest one currently online is $400. I'm not quite there. No, ma. So, if you see one, guys, let for me cheaper. know. Come let on. me know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, this is why, like, and that, that influence kind of remains in my music today with, like, Maddie on and... Purple Disco Machine, that kind oh, yeah. of thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's a special one for me. But um, I'm curious. Uh, so w- remind me where we're at in your musical journey. Where do we, we leave We just stopped off? with Hairspray. That's right. Hairspray. Okay. So what's next? So yeah. Um, after Hairspray, uh, started to listen to and be more comfortable with a lot more gay Mm, G-A-Y. G-A-Y. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember um, that turned into Camp Rock. Uh, and yeah. with Camp Rock turned into Jonas Brothers. Absolutely. And Jonas Brothers was like a true obsession. I think it probably was actually the first concert I actually like paid money to go to. <laughs> Iconic. And I we had like, um, we had a meet and, not meet and greet, sound check passes oh, wow. to be able to go before Exclusive. and Kevin Jonas looked at me. <laughs> Amazing. 
And it was like the biggest moment, like how my friend had sound check automatically, but I, she had heard through the blogosphere that like, if you brought your Verizon phone with a Jonas Brothers background, holy shit, they might, they're going to give away a couple sound check passes to people. Clearly pre-read it. And I was, I had my T-Mobile sidekick. So like I had to exchange my phone with a coworker who had a Stop. Verizon phone to be able to Shut. have a Jonas Brothers <laughs> background for the day. Wow. And let me tell you, I won. I won. Of course you did. <laughs> but so that like got me really obsessed with Jonas Brothers. And that like kind of was part of who I was for the longest time. And mm-hmm. I remember there was like all three of them were pretty hot. Kevin the least. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, if you're Sorry. listening. I mean, he's, he is hot now. You are. But like in that moment, yeah. clearly the bonus of the Jonases. Yeah, Joe uh, released uh, or was I? I found out that Joe was in a music video Mm. with uh, with another really hot guy, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh God, yes. Oh, we love the stand. And the music video was giving up the gun. (sighs) And I listened to that music video or watched it, and I was like, not only is this song super fun. Mm there are a lot of really hot guys in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember that, that w- it was my senior year of high school and there I was in a really weird place with my friends where I just was like, I'm over all of this. I was on homecoming court and all of these things and like, which sounds like a, probably a great thing, but like to me, it made me feel like just isolated. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to like, participate in this system of like popularity i was kind of like over it all oh yeah and so spring semester i ended up doing pseo you were ready to get out of there mama you said give me that those college credits get me the college credits and Mm. get me out of here so smart by the way i wish i would have done it sooner like i didn't do it i know high school's not for me it's not like it was it was not my my forte and then college was like really great Mm -hmm. um but i remember like vividly that 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 song came out and I gave the album Contra and the original Vampire Weekend album like oh, yes. that was the soundtrack of PSEO like every <laughs> to and from to and from Normandale Community yeah. College early college for me I it. would I would go nuts for these albums and it like kind of it was it's like that east coast pop vibe yeah, yeah. so so the album Contra it um it's that 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 vibe, but it also is the way that the music kind of comes to life is it's almost like marching to the beat of its own drum or mm-hmm. like very ska a little bit like yeah it's it's hard to put the words to it, but it's like so distinctive it's very recognize it immediately and to me it it kind of felt like this liberation this independence from high school and I'm on to my own thing and I'm like the music that everyone else is listening to. So you went indie. So I went indie. Mm. And it shows. And it shows. And so Contra <laughs> is the album. Giving Up the Gun is the song that <sighs> spotlights the album. And that's what Chino should have done. Well, let's give a quick listen. a lot to talk about on that one and just have to say it makes 
perfect sense knowing you. Like literally, I think it. it this it, is so you. It brings me back to to kind of more the straight slash kind of almost evolution of Green Day, mm. but also I think is a kind of it makes sense how I got there too. Of yeah. Oh, Joe Jonas is in a music video with Jake Gyllenhaal, and oh God, Jake which... is wearing some oh my fucking hot shorts. Speaking of, Jake God. Gyllenhaal, if you're listening right now, like, <sighs> I'm trying to, like, you know, have some self-respect, but I'm begging you, if you yeah. are down, let's fucking do this. Let's get it done. Just Ooh. wreck my whole life, okay? I mean, that's what he did to Taylor. <sighs> Ten-minute version. Period. Do it to me, baby. I'm willing to have a 10-minute version for you, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Give me a 16-minute slut pop version. <laughs> Kim's version. Aaron's version. Thank you. And that's that. And that's a that on that. That's that. But that's like, I think, to me, just when it comes to that point in my life of finally starting to feel independent, mm-hmm. that is it. That is the vibe. Simon, you're in your dungeon. Yeah. You're playing your games. Yeah. You are listening to um, kind of, I would say, trance EDM. Mm-hmm. Previously been at Pop. Where, yeah. where, where's the journey taking you? Yeah. What's next? So, a journey that needed to happen at some point, and really, there's no way I could have avoided it. Was um, I started to, you know, because I have four older sisters, and I have a little bit of their like quirks and things, like like pick and choose a little from each of them. Like right. I'm very much a culmination of that. And that is no different, like, musically as well. So I got a little bit from, like, everyone. And my sister, Rachel, got so into, like, indie pop, um, like, alternative rock kind of stuff. I think I know where we're heading. Yeah, kind of like, like, you know, think, like, The Killers, think Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, think Hot, Hot Heat, think The Strokes. Um, It's not who you think it is. But, like, so we have a very long period of that, yeah. And then kind of a natural, like, or adjacent piece to it was this group that kind of, you know, they've been around, they've been doing their thing, and I discovered them through um, their album Demon Days. I'm talking Gorillas. We've reviewed it. Uh, no, we did Plastic Beach. Oh, we did. We did. Also very important in my journey, but yeah. not the one I chose. No. Mm. So, and I chose this Demon Days album because it was kind of a moment for me where I realized that music could be so much more than what you hear. Right. It can be like performance art. It can be literature. It can be the fucking album It can cover. be a cartoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. And so that was huge for me. Right. And I, it was so, such a vibe I was so interested in that I just, it, and it was really one of the first groups for me that I realized, like, they really respect what an album is. They make albums. Right, and they they, they thought about how the album's going to go beginning to end. It is such a pure representation of the album as art. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I chose this album. And the song I chose to kind of encompass that was the song um, Last Living Souls. Well, let's give it a quick listen. Let's listen. So yeah, 
kind of difficult to choose one single song on a Gorillaz album to like encompass everything because everything is like a piece of a, it's a really a large story. story. Yeah. Like there's background, backstory, lore to this like world of characters they've created. Oh yeah. So yeah, you're we were listening to this and you're like, kind of a weird one. I was like, yeah, there isn't really, that's a tough assignment, you know? If y'all are interested in learning more about, um, about gorillas and the story behind the Mm -hmm. different albums, we have a very kooky, very fun episode with Alex Piper. Yes. We We reviewed Plastic Beach. Plastic Beach, which was a fun album to review. Mm -hmm. It is bonkers. The amount of like thought into this universe, this, yes, Gorilla cinematic universe for all intents and purposes. <laughs> right, exactly. That you're a part it's of. It's so hard to keep up with. <laughs> so I think it, 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 it's very interesting kind of how you were able to, this is probably the album that, mm-hmm. that tied it up of, oh, albums can be like art and yes. like it, they can have a story to them. And like mm-hmm. that, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. What I'm also, I, as we're going through this, I'm like, I think you and Alex Piper mm-hmm. are very similar you in think? their music tastes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, that makes sense. He loves dead mouse too. He, yeah, yeah. And it was at the same time, like loved playing mm-hmm. video games. Like literally, I think that your guys' childhood is <laughs> very similar. Very, very, very similar. similar. Yeah. And like, yeah, I would say, oh man, there's just so much to talk about with gorillas, but like, remember that time where this album was out and you didn't know, like, who Gorillaz was. Like, who are the people in this group? Like, they didn't... I don't sh- even know. Like, they didn't, like, they look show... Like, really? Yeah, like, their live concerts were, like, visual. Right. Like, you were seeing yeah. cartoons, right? And so there's just so much mystique around them that I was so drawn to. Yeah. And, like, I love things like that. Like, that, that is not just a music thing for me. So that's always been you know, right. a thing. And like one thing just as like to speak to the creative process or whatever, I love when collaboration is a part of a creative package. Like I think that's such a beautiful relationship and I love like just two people getting on the same page and, re- and releasing something that is like very emotional or like right. beautiful. I love that. And Damon, the, the guy who fronts Gorillaz, like his whole career has been collaboration with, people of all walks of life and like right. musical styles. And so like, spoiler alert, all the people on my list are white, like probably not surprising considering I'm like a white guy who had a pretty privileged, like, I think and, mine is too, right? sil- like, exactly. Like yeah. my experience is very siloed and I'm like trying to broaden, you know, but that makes right. sense. Right. And so what I like about Damon is he's introduced me to like reggae dance hall um they use a ton of classical and like strings in their pieces um just like rap in general he collaborates a lot with and so like he exposed me to a lot of things like with his platform and i love that a lot like you never really know what you're gonna get on an album with gorillas and they've encompassed like so much of what i appreciate about what art can be that's that's a great encapsulation of of gorillas as an art and kind mm-hmm. of it, it makes sense in terms of what I know about you from your appreciation of art in different forms. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun one. Well, okay. So Aaron, now we're going back to you. We've had our vampire weekend, you know, it's a little East coast pop vibes. Yeah. 
where's the bus going next? Yeah, so the bus went all the way up to Duluth. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, went up to Duluth, uh, freshman year of college, like actual college. Actual college. Actual college. Uh, parents told me you could go to any school that's in state. Love. They're like, we will help you if you stay in state. And I said, "Yikes! That's okay. a little. That's a little controlling." It would have it, not just in state. It was. It was. You know how like there's the the reciprocity stuff. Reciprocity. Um, Iowa State, get on that, please. They, they <laughs> that just wanted helped a lot. Oh, it would have helped a ton. Yeah. But like, you could go to Wisconsin. You could go to North Dakota, South Dakota, whatever. And I was like, Duluth, they have uh, a tunnel system. Yeah. So a... I can still live the I hate winter. Yes. Mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can do it up there. Of course. Go up there, and I have to say they have one of the longest falls, I would say. I love fall. Love I love fall. Love fall, Ugh. and I just love the beauty of like the small town in the mm. fall time frame with the hills and, Duluth and the colors. Is pretty. Very so pretty in pretty. the fall. And I remember uh, discovering this artist that, to this day... Just re- like these two albums, well, it's not, it's two albums, but I think it's really one. It really encapsulates fall to me. Okay. Wow. And it really encapsulates my, my time in Duluth. Mm. And it just kind of encapsulates that part of my, my life. And it also is just, I mean, I was also st- like kind of, I went, I came up to my parents right before college oh, and I kind of yeah. went back into the college or back into the back closet. Into the closet. Yeah. That during my freshman sometimes. year. Yeah. And so the album was Mumford and Sons, Sigh No More. God, everything is making so much sense. And I like to this day still love mm-hmm. Mumford and Sons, still love the, the banjoey folky side of it. But it was, it was, it was truly like when I started to get into the civil wars, the head and the heart, like that kind of, very vocal focused, very um, singer songwriter, very like intense. And I remember like the Mumford and Sons in particular, like they had so many like loud belts that were just so emotionally packed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it me- it made me truly appreciate the emotion yes. that people can put into the their lyrics. It's not just the lyrics. It's not just the it's the culmination of the the lyrics, the instruments, the kind of the melody that goes all together and the way that the the voice connects with the music that just kind of comes to these climaxes that perfect harmony. Truly I like ha- has shifted a large portion of what I love so much about a good song mm. is like when the music and everything all just peaks at that climax of emotion. Oh yeah. Put emotion into an album and I fucking love it. Are you ready to listen to my my song from the album? But what is it? You haven't told me. It's called Roll Away Your Stone. Well, okay, mama, let's roll it. Let's roll. Yeah, I can talk about a cacophony of strings, Mama. Not just... So, like, listening back to it, I think, like, that climax. This song has, like, a lot of moments that are, like, very quiet and mm-hmm. goes down. It, and it's then peaks and valleys, baby. Peaks and valleys. Mumfords and Sons loves a fucking peak and valley. And I eat and it so up. so do we. 
you know, give me that breakfast, give me that lunch, give me that dinner, give me that after dinner, give me that. That's right. All, all the meals. That's right. Oh, I love. Oh, everyone knows that Mumford run, baby. It is. It is iconic. It is like who they are, and I think that like probably majority of freshman sophomore year in college, that was like my lifeblood was just that that kind of give me the slows, give me the build-ups, give me those climaxes, Mm -hmm. give me the singer-songwriter. I want to hear the passion in the voice Mm. and vocals and like the 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 band coming back and supporting. Uh, Yes. So fucking good. So good. Simon. So good. Do you know where we're at? We're at the final stop of my my journey. Which is, I mean... (laughs) Can you believe? I'm curious both... So where we left off, we left off with gorillas what time period would you say gorillas was like yeah so we're like my first four stops are like pretty formative early yeah like childhood into middle school into early high school so we're doing we're we're jumping a little bit because that formed like yeah the majority of my musical taste you know right and so the next stop isn't it it's it's really a moment in time for me it's it's kind of a transformation in the sense of like songwriting is art uh holy I, shit. i've been waiting for this i think holy shit i think and, i know what we're going and so you know prior to this album coming out i was you know into the artist um on a casual level right i listened to all the albums definitely had a couple on each that i was like fuck this is so good i love their vibe i love just like it, it takes me to a different place that i haven't been in music before, but I wasn't, I wasn't like Mind a stan. Blown. Yeah, you weren't. Like, I wasn't this a stan. Is, this is my life stan. now. Exactly. Yeah. And so picture this, this time in my life, I'd recently gotten out of a relationship that was like very important to me and still is where, yeah. you know, we're still friends. Hi. Hi. Hi, Antonio. How are you? I love Friend you. Of the pod. You're great. Friend of the pod. Little mix. Little mix. Didn't make my list. What? Next. I was I was waiting for the build up. Didn't make my list. He was a huge fan of like mix <laughs> and it like got yeah, really no. rubbed up. No, no? No. Oh. No. So <laughs> believe it or not, it's just like it's a period I remember is like there was a lot of introspection and a lot of newfound self-awareness about who I am, what I'm what I think I want in life, and mm-hmm. just like you know, my sexuality is power, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm I'm just learning a lot about myself. And so I was away for Labor Day weekend. It was like a cabin vacay with friends. Very relaxing, like perfect headspace. Yes, yeah. The day this album came out, before I listened to it, I had like a third phone interview kind of situation with the company I was interviewing at. And it was kind of the call where it was like, if you just don't fuck up this call with a VP, like you're in. You're in. And I just crushed it. You crushed I it. I crushed it. Me and that VP, we got along swimmingly and... We I just each other's peepees with um, the VP. Well, it was a phone call, uh, well. and it was a woman. <laughs> so yes. Well, you know, let's you know, gender is you know relative of that whole thing. Yes. Anyways, so post interview, I'm glowing. I'm on a high. Okay. Yeah. And then I, I bring up my Spotify because it's about you know nine thirty in the and morning. And Spotify is out now at this point. Spotify is out absolutely. Yes. Spotify is killing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just bring up my home menu on Spotify. Uh, you know, Lana Del Rey has released a new album. And I go, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm drinking my morning coffee. I'm, sure, why not? Why not? It's a good time. Yeah. 
And then you get this like strings intro that's like so beautiful. And I'm like, okay, where's this going? Where's this going? And Lana's first words on the album are, God damn man child, you fucked me so good that I almost said I love you. And time stopped. Time stopped. That was the moment. And I took off my headphones. And I looked around and I was like, did that just happen? What? And so I started over. And from there, it was just like such a fucking journey for me. Yeah. Like, and like, so where am I going with that? Can I just say, yeah. <laughs> this, this, I've been waiting. Yeah. I have been waiting. Yeah. I was like, when it's, are we going to get... It's So, of course, the album is Norman fucking Rockwell. Yeah, yeah. Her magnum opus, her, like, shining star of her... Probably her, most critically acclaimed album. Absolutely most critical acclaimed. It's the kind of album that you would kill to have in your career. Just right. like... And she ha- she's had it. It's, it's, it's Lana's melodrama. It's honestly where probably, you know, people will keep comparing her to, which is like a gift and a curse. It's like, move on people. Like, you know, you got to do what's next in your creative career, right? Like your, your journey. Yeah. Yeah. But it happens. Yeah. So the, and this album just made me think about so many different things about my life and like, where do I want to go next? And like, am I okay with not? Really knowing. I feel like this is right around like when we started to hang out more. Yes. Like, absolutely. Pretty much point. Absolutely. Right there on the timeline. And in a part, this album just made me so comfortable with being present. Right. Um, and just not having a plan as much and just mm-hmm. kind of being who I am and letting things come as they as they do. Right. Um, I just think like you know, every song is really linked to some sort of like visceral emotion, like, right. and it's everything. It's like happiness, it's sadness, it's, you know, included like really good times in my life that I can think of. It can, and like some harder times that force me to be a better person. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I'll leave it at that. Let's, before we talk more, let's listen to the song on the album. It's called The Happiness is a Butterfly. Let's listen. Be right back. What a beautiful song. I I actually think I want to go back to Norman. And give it a chance. Is it the lyrics? Yeah, it was very cute. It's, yeah. that And that's like, that's the kind of thing about Lana that I appreciate so much. And when this came out, I don't think people had really taken her super seriously before. Right. And this forced people to be like, oh, I think there's actually some meaning that we might have missed in her previous stuff. And like, like I remember Pitchfork went back and re-reviewed her first album born to die and gave it like a better score. They're like, right. We were kind of wrong about this. And cause I think when she came out, there was a lot of just noise around her like persona and everything. There still is. And there still is. And that's like part of what makes her so captivating. I think. Right. It's just, she's always a conversation. (laughs) 
Right. You know it's, what I mean? It's like the Ava Max with half her hair at a different length. Oh my God. You know? Very that. Very that. <laughs> so that. Very comparable. So that. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, this, this album just represents a lot of different things to me. Um, I feel like you could choose a, any song on this album and the lyrics are like, m- like more gutsy and just poignant than like a lot of other artists, like entire careers. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Very good. Yeah. So that's, it's like probably my favorite album. It's the last moment I can remember where I had a reaction to an album that was like that. Like this is now part of who I am. This is my... Yes. 100%. 100%. There is only time before and after this. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Yes, that is very accurate. That 100%. is... 100%. That's a... That's a great way to put it. Great way to finish too. Um, mm-hmm. And now, and like... Ugh, loved my journey, of course, but yeah. I'm so excited to see where yours is now. Yeah, well, where are we at? So this this is weird because I, you would think that we'd be closer to my age that I am now, right? Oh yeah, that was a little presumptuous of me. That was a little presumptuous. What I would say is there is kind of the final stop that I think really embodies the. Every, like, kind of final journey, final stop of where I kind of come from, from an album perspective, and also kind of just what influences who I am as a person. Yeah. Where, and, you're, where you're going, maybe. Yeah. So after um, freshman year of college, listening to Mumford & Sons, uh, transferred down to the U of M Twin Cities. Hello. And even my first year there. Sin it, City. I And the reason why is because I was like, I need to be out, like, I wanted I need the energy people. Well, no, the... no, like gay. I yes, needed to be absolutely, gay. absolutely. Yeah, I got to be surrounded by that energy because I didn't. I came. I was in pretty much back in the closet my freshman oh, year, and I was like, God. I need, I need to like do better about this. And even sophomore year, I had a tough time, like kind of feeling who I was and kind of being comfortable with being gay. But I think what kind of really both helped me become gay or more comfortable with me being gay but also mm-hmm. like really if you look at my 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 past music you'd probably go like it's leans more straight than gay outside of maybe hairspray you, yeah you have some straight influence very straight influence mm-hmm. and what really like oh, so brought me brought me the oh. into the next part of my life where mm-hmm. i i feel like i am currently the gay era the gay era, the kind of, tr- the transcend, like, transcendence? Transcendental? Is, um, I remember there was this Home Depot proposal going around. Oh my god, Home Depot? And it was, oh, it was, oh, a proposal. I was like, what? A, like a, a business proposal? No, a proposal uh, <laughs> of a gay couple at Home at Depot. At Home Depot. Okay, throw out what you thought. And gays can build stuff. Ba- gays can build stuff, but it was it, me, was, but it was this guy doing a choreographed dance with all of his friends to support, <laughs> yes. um, yes. to, to like support him as he asks his partner to, to marry him. I remember this. And the song is Somebody Loves You by Betty Who. I mean... And I was immediately like, this is powerful and potent shit. I was moved by like, one, seeing the visibility and seeing something go viral that is like a gay couple proposing. Like, I know. To me, it was kind of the first time I saw that kind of unabashed love. Mm-hmm. And also just 
the, the there's a lot of positivity with the song of and very uplifting with it. And it got me straight into the the, the Betty Who funnel, <sighs> and yes. started to dive into her discography, which it turns out was really just an EP. <laughs> But a good one. It was an EP, but it started a movement for me. That's and I right. would say that, like, really kind of solidified. I like it's okay to listen to gay music, and mm-hmm. gay music's fucking great. Yes. And, like, she's kind of like my OG queen, you know? Like, Absolutely. if you're going to have a queen, Betty, who is mine? Respect the name. So the album is called The Movement. It's an EP, four songs. We stand. Somebody loves you is on it, but the song that like I think truly kind of seals that like this is a very strong EP. There's, mm-hmm. I think on maybe a month after this, uh, I started listening to this EP. The next one came out, and she was at um, Whole Music Club, and both of the different EPs, they both have like one kind of trash song. Uh, sure, but the rest are pretty dang good. Hey, that's a good ratio, seventy five percent. Seventy five percent, but like. Mm-hmm. The song I want to listen to is High Society. Okay, let's do it. Let's get a listen. We'll be High Society. Oh, Prairie is. <laughs> she said he has She's snoring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the only place that makes sense for me to. Yeah, your five stop journey here. There's right. no other way this could end for you. And I, like, literally, I was like, that came out, <laughs> I think, when I was a junior in in college. Yeah, uh huh. And I, I, can't think of an album or like a moment in time from then till now mm-hmm. that has had as much impact as as like yeah. discovering Betty Who with that EP did mm. to kind of like make me start to go oh I'll listen to Lady Gaga's Joanne oh I'll like <laughs> start to to give like um, all of these different kind of more queer artists a chance the Carly Rays of the world like <laughs> the CRJ gay bait. Really, she's doing the whole thing. She's got it it. done. But like that's that's like for me the perfect place to end my journey. Um, Absolutely, and it kind of speaks to where I where I've landed. This is an amazing exercise. I have to ask: Did you have any like? I mean, because the choices are so you. I feel like I know like so much makes sense. It's perfect. Yeah. Are there any like honorable mentions you had to cut out that you want to mention? Just real quick. I would say maybe like uh, honestly, I was thinking about putting the valley in there too because okay, the yeah. valley by Betty Who was also like an entire moment where like mm-hmm. I still remember Jr. doing his spin class to only the valley, <laughs> only, the, only the valley, and it was like Jr. When are you gonna do that again? It was so fucking fun. Like Jr. Seriously, the fans are do demanding. It again. I need. <laughs> I was thinking about melodrama because that I, I was yeah I knew that would probably be a on there. A, a thought yeah that's I mean and then there's just like kind of more specific albums that would be encapsulated within like you could probably actually yeah, throw a Jonas that, Brothers album that time. in there you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. Fall Out Boy whatever exactly but mm-hmm. I feel like the the albums I chose truly probably do encapsulate the different kind of 
genres that I've kind of thrown myself into. What about you? Um, I definitely would shout out like um, the Irish pop group Bewitched. Um, of it course. was the first album I owned and like, come on, say la vie, bop. Bop. Period. Um, I also would shout out like Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. Um, the like the Nutcracker by Tchaikovsky, if we we're getting classical. Like, sure. I listen to that many times yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. Of course, Christmas, you know. Gotta do You it. have to. Gotta do it. And then last that like I really wanted to include, it just didn't make sense for this list though, is What's Your Pleasure, Jesse Ware. Honestly, uh, it, make, it also yeah. makes tons of sense. 100%. This was such a fun exercise. This was so fucking fun. Leaders, um, hopefully this gives you a glimpse as to kind of what music made us and made us who we are now. Who we are, yeah. And hopefully gives you perspective in terms of like why we might be more biased towards some music than others. Or why we like lean further into certain songs. And then on the flip side, you know, sometimes we do a Gorillaz album. Like Aaron's like, what the fuck is this? And then I end up finding that I, like, yeah. I love it. It's fun. It's wacky. It's new. It's We love. We love. New things. Well, uh, if you want to find uh, our podcast, it's at Bopper Flop Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Simon, where can they find you? You can find me at The Realist Simon. Um, I almost changed my Instagram name today, but I was like, no, I need to workshop this more. So I did. It's still at the real assignment. Workshop, workshop. We got to workshop it. Um, if you want to follow my musical tastes of the time, my playlist is on Spotify. I love this playlist. How about you, Aaron? You can find me at the Aaron on all socials. It'll be in the podcast description. Speaking of podcast description, Mm. uh, there is a spot now, I think on Spotify and on Apple music or on not Apple music on Apple podcasts. I think you can rate on Spotify. Someone was saying that you can rate podcasts on Spotify. Well, I gotta go check. So please, (laughs) subscribe, but also give us a rating. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Yeah. We're out here. We're doing this for you. We know you enjoy it. Tell a couple friends they listen to. Yeah, and Espresso, I'm running out of pods, so... Come on. Think about it. (laughs) Send us some new ones. All right. All right. Bye. See you, everyone.